this Bass Pro Shops Night Race Betting Picks edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on football only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the underdog, pick them in college or NFL or NASCAR, and win up to 20 times in one game. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month. Start making smarter bets today. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Drivers, start your Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing things. now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb Always here to talk racing things. It is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He is Cody Zeeb. I am Rod Gomez. We are night racing in Bristol this week. Cannot wait to watch these cars under the lights. The dirt is off. We cleaned it off. We're on asphalt again, and we are going short track racing in the playoffs. Cody, it's an exciting weekend. Obviously coming off of one of the historic weekends on the show, but... Gearing up for, I think, another fantastic weekend of racing. Yeah, this is going to be a great weekend of racing. Bristol, one of the classic NASCAR tracks, provides drama, provides chaos, and uh, it's, it's fun to watch. Like you said, Saturday night, so make sure you uh, you set your DVRs, tune in. It'll be 7.30 p.m. Eastern time on USA. Um, but yeah, they're going to be under the lights and this will be the first uh, cutoff race of the playoffs for the cup series. We get the Xfinity series Friday night under the lights, the craftsman trucks Thursday night under the lights. Make sure you're, uh, you know, tuned into the, the NASCAR gambling podcast, YouTube channel, follow us on Twitter slash X might be, uh, something special coming for that, that truck series show again, still hammering out the, the details and. We'll see if the books ever decide to give us lines since it's kind of an early race. Let's get on that, but uh, pay attention because, you know, that, uh, that, that show will be coming out for you soon. Uh, I'm excited. It's going to be a great week. Obviously, coming off of a great week last week, we hit outrights in all three races, hit the outright to win the pole. It was a fun week. It was great. Recapped all that yesterday on the recap show. 
Now we're uh, face forward on to Bristol this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm uh, I'm excited for this one. Yeah, and I've got a, a bunch of people coming over, too. I've got my uncles coming over who loves racing. I got a, my dad and brother coming over. I'm, we're going to make a night out of this because it's uh, it's Bristol, and it's a way to celebrate racing, and this is probably the only one that my uncle could come down for, so we we're like, come on down to this one. We're, we'll uh, we'll put you up and put some spread on there, so definitely looking forward to that. Uh, Cody, I, I want to steer something for a second. I just want to say that I, I would publicly like to thank Stefan Diggs. I know this isn't an NFL gambling podcast or a fantasy football podcast, but I would like to single, I would just like to put this out in the world. Thank you, Stefan Diggs, because he single-handedly lifted me above you. Garrett Wilson got that touchdown to make it interesting, but I have beaten Cody head-to-head in our fantasy league this year beca- or this yeah. season because of Stefan I was Stephon surprised Diggs. it didn't come up, but he was saving it. I was very, very smart, very thought out by you, Rod. Rod did get me. We uh we faced a head to head, and uh, yeah, just just barely got me there. So uh, congratulations, hey. you win the battle of uh, who's better at fantasy football for week one at least. The yeah. universe looked out for me because he gave you everything on the weekend, <laughs> and he was like, you know what? Fine, have the fantasy football win. That's fine. You this oh, is see. I thought all the I thought all the cashing bets were because of my football teams all suck. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> I I don't know. I don't care how it worked out. I just needed that W because I look at my whole weekend was garbage up and except for that one. So I needed I it. I went uh, I went two and zero against our friend uh, Justin Mark of the the old fashioned football podcast. Oof. So I was pretty happy about that. Oof, that's rough. <laughs> uh, all right. So one thing I want to hit before we start talking uh, uh, about the race and about that in general news came out. We just saw Noah Gragson being reinstated by NASCAR. Um, I kind of joked in the Discord, one month of, of self-reflection and all he's all better. I mean, and, and not to make light of it, but again, it's I get it. I understand you take a month off, you cool your jets, you kind of collect where you're at mentally. Um, so good for him, but also like, come on, man. A month and you're going to make a grand swooping statement like that. Yeah. It's kind of like... Yeah. Eh. He's, he's done what they required him to do, it's right? It's true, uh, it's true. You know, we're not going to measure offenses, but no. his might have been less of an offense than other people. Still something that needed to be addressed, was addressed. NASCAR feels like it's been handled. Um, you know, I think maybe he's done the right thing. According to Jimmy Johnson, he said that Jimmy Johnson said that he talks to Noah all the time still. He said they had no plans to release Noah, whether that's the truth or not. And then it was Noah's decision to want to leave the team. Uh, so, you know, who knows? We'll see. Uh, it's, he's a talented driver, obviously. I personally believe in second chances, and I think that he will get one. It'll be interesting to see where. Uh, Sam Mayer announced that he's coming back to JRM today. I believe that only leaves one seat left, and that's the number eight, which strong rumors are it's going to be Carson Quavful. So I don't know where Noah's going to end up next year. Uh, Dale Jr. was talking about him on his podcast. I think it was last week on the Dale Jr. Download. I uh, mentioned it might be good for him to go to the truck series and and establish you know a winning record there and then work his way back up. Uh, so we'll see. It'll be interesting. But uh, yeah, like you said, he's uh, he's actually done an opposite of Larson, right? Larson was was suspended, and then we saw him racing seven, eight nights a week. I mean, there's there's only seven nights in the week, and he was finding eight nights to race. It was pretty crazy. But we saw him everywhere, right? And Gregson's been the opposite. He completely stepped away. We've not seen him do any type of racing. Uh, he is going to compete in an ASA race this weekend. Um, so getting back into it, obviously, you're going to have to figure out if he's got partners uh, that want to be with him, associated with him, all of that. 
it'll be interesting to see what the next step is and and where he kind of lands. Not going to completely rule out. Uh, it's going to be a shocker who Kalig signed. They haven't announced it. Why are they waiting to announce who they signed? Did he need to be reinstated by NASCAR first? Who knows? That could be the case. I, and I'm with you, though. I, I fully believe in second chances. I'm probably too much of a softie anyways, and I've given my fair share of second chances out to people. So I, I'm, not, I'm not without heart in this one as far as you know letting, letting somebody back in the sport if they truly, truly have done the, the work to get back into it. So I, I, I would love to see him back in there because we know that he was a talented guy in the Xfinity Series. Like, I mean, we would talk about him all the time last season. We were talking about... All top fives, top threes, winners. I mean, it just his name came up as much as anybody else's in that series, as much as Ty Gibbs in that series. In fact, a lot of times they came up in the same conversation as to who was going to finish better, who was going to win. So I don't, I don't want him out of the sport completely. So yeah, I, I wish that they somebody would find a way to get him back. Whether you're right, Cody, whether it's back in the truck series, I don't know that he needs to go down that far though. I think he's proven that he's a he's a winning enough driver. He just needed a better ride. This that. We already said it too. That that Legacy Motors Motor Club team was not a good team. Look what Eric Jones did this last week. Well, look what uh, look what Carson Hosovar has done in the car. But uh, I mean, Eric Jones was struggling at that time. Yeah. Earlier, I think Legacy as a whole was struggling at that point. Hard to hard to compare that too much. Obviously, going through the time of the announcement to switch to Toyota, I, I think that an Xfinity ride would be perfect. What Xfinity ride that might be? Who knows? It's, <laughs> the, the JRM rides are <laughs> <The> all. <laughs> If the, what what was that, Rod? I didn't catch that. Oh, I said the eleven. <laughs> uh hey, you know, as long as that means the guy who was in the eleven doesn't move up to the Cup Series, uh, who knows? But yeah, I, I think that the, he's going to get a good chance, and it'll be nice to see him back. Uh, a couple other news items that that came out today. Can we, can, we, can we wait on the news items? Yes, let's Definitely. wait on the news items. Let's, let's wait on the news items. You know what? Because we the, the news items, not the nude items, the news items. We got to take care of some business. <laughs> you got to wait on the nude items too. But yeah. That's a different show. That's a whole different show. <laughs> we got we got to tell you about DraftKings, guys. We got to tell you about DraftKings. Why? Because they are keeping the train rolling. They are keeping you in the green because we continue to use them to provide bets for you uh, week in and week out. So if you uh, if your account is looking a little fatter in DraftKings, that's because they continue to help us do that. But also, football's back in full swing with another week of epic games. Who's got you covered on the action to, for every single one of them? That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL your new customer, which some of you guys listening aren't, but if you are and you haven't gotten there yet, bet $5 on any football game and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action too all season long because every single one of you DraftKings customers, now I'm talking to all of you, can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use code SGP to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. You want to buy tickets for stuff? You want to wait till the last minute? Well, Good luck for you because you are going to run into a ton of problems unless you download the GameTime app because the GameTime app not only alleviates the stress of buying all of these tickets last minute for whatever sporting event, for whatever concert, for whatever, whatever you're buying tickets for, GameTime app is going to help you 
to wait until the last minute. They're going to reward you for it, in fact, with last-minute flash deals with all of the best prices that they guarantee. They're also going to give you tickets and, and, and pictures from the seats where you're going to be sitting. So not only can you see that you're in the nosebleeds because that's where you like because you just want to listen to the music, you don't care what's going on on stage, they're going to show you the picture from where you're looking. So that's amazing feature that they've got going on there. Again, I love to buy tickets last minutes because I never know when I'm going to be able to make it out to something. This Game Time app going to help me do that and not feel bad about it at all. So hopefully they do that for you as well. In fact, they should already be doing that for you as well. What are you doing? Go download the Game Time app now. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code SGPN, hooking you up with $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. All right, Cody. Now we can resume the news. Now we have given everybody enough to, to go out and download game time and DraftKings and do all that stuff uh, and, and help support the show and keep winning us or keep winning you guys money. Yeah, those are important, all important things. Supporting the show. Winning money. I mean, what else are we here for, right? Exactly. So, uh, love love it. Next up in the news category, Sam Mayer is going to return. I I mentioned that obviously earlier. We'll maybe touch on that a little more in the Xfinity show later this week. Mountain Dew is back. I don't know if that's really newsworthy, but I think it is because it's great to see they're going to be on the thirty one college car this week. Mountain Dew always has some really awesome paint schemes, um, and obviously long history in the sports. Uh, going back to Daryl Waltrip days back in the day, um, and uh, you know Dale Earnhardt Jr. Obviously, different variations of Mountain Dew with their uh, uh, Code Red. Oil, maybe didn't they have a Code it? Red on there for a while? I think they did. Yeah. What was that energy drink they had too? Amp. That uh, Amp. Amp. That's what it was. That's, yeah. That was mine. Amp, I was. I probably single handedly kept them in business by drinking <laughs> as many amps as I did back in the day. There you go. There you go. So yes, Mountain Dew returning to the sport. That's great to see. Pepsi, obviously. With Jeff Gordon, with the Pepsi 400, big part of the series for a long time as well. Um, Bob Pockers, I uh, tweeted this out earlier. Um, <laughs> they're going to, and I, I think this is a massive overreaction, but it's going to happen anyways. NASCAR announced today uh, the Charlotte Road Course is going to have cautions at the end of the stages. I get it, Watkins Glen and Indy were boring. Think about Sonoma earlier this year. Think about Coda earlier this year. Those were not boring. And again, that just it's going to play too much into, you know, guys are going to stay out, get their points to try and move on to the next round. It's going to cost people win. It's ugh, I don't like it. I think it's an overreaction to a couple of of more boring races. I get it. Those were the most two recent ones. We shouldn't even have the Roval in here anyways. It should be the one and a half mile track. That's what they should announce. We're tossing out the Roval. We're going to race at Charlotte because one and a half mile tracks have been the shit lately. But instead, we're going to go to the Roval, and we're going to have cautions at the end of road courses. I'm not a big fan, but, you know, whatever, I guess. Well, and so for me, it's like this is when you when you try something once, it doesn't work, and you're like, oh, this is, I hate this. Uh, there's no – I mean, we, we only did it this once. We've only done it this – go. if it right. happens again next season, you know, after teams figure – because you're, you're telling the teams – you guys aren't smart enough to figure this out and how to make this race exciting. So we're just going to go ahead and well, come in just, and fix it for yeah, you. They want more drama, right? Because if you have, if you have guaranteed restarts, it's going to be guaranteed chaos. You've got the extra playoff pressure on it. 
Uh, I think they announced they're going to start the green flags or the restart zone is going to be in the chicane this year. I don't know. Very, very interesting. Um, and then, like I said, this is a, uh, a playoff cutoff race. So we will chop the field from 16 to 12. Uh, let's see. Entries for this race. Yaley is going to be in the 15. Carson Hosevar in the 42. Um, let's see. Is is it still Cole Custer in the 51? I feel like that got changed to Ryan Newman. I So uh, I haven't CJ seen is, it. Yeah. CJ is back. CJ's I think. Back. Let me uh, see if I can find a different. Because uh, when I've seen it, it, yeah, it hasn't. I still says Cole Custer, but. Yeah, but I believe because that that charter is actually yeah, it's NASCAR has it as Ryan Newman. Oh, okay. The fifty one charter is in jeopardy of being repossessed uh, <laughs> if they finish in the bottom three of the standings again this year, which they are uh, well on their way to do. Let's see the owner standings here. Uh, those cars are not competing, so it's the seventy eight, the fifty one, and the fifteen. Uh, they're behind the 77, which is not really that far. They're only two points behind the 77 for, for the 33rd spot, which would put them out of that. But if, if they do finish in the bottom three, NASCAR, according to the charter agreement could technically, uh, repossess their charter. And then at that point, if you sell it to the highest bidder or I don't know what the process is obviously with it, but, uh, interesting to watch. I don't know that NASCAR would do that. They've obviously signed, uh, Justin Haley for next year. They've got the expanded rfk partnership they appear like they're trying which i think is a key part of nascar wanting to do it so i don't think they would but something to note at least um but for the playoff battle kyle larson locked into the next round tyler reddick locked into the next round doesn't matter what happens they don't really care what happens denny hamlin is 49 points to the good he doesn't need to have too much happen during his day to to advance same for william byron at 41 points to the good Keselowski's not feeling too bad at 33 points to the good. Then you got Blaney at 25, Bush at 24, Chastain at 18, Busher at 13, Bell at 13, Logano at 12, Harvick at 7. Underneath the cutoff line coming into the weekend, the point series regular season champion Martin Truex Jr. He's 7 below the cutoff. Bubba Wallace is 19. Stenhouse is 22. Michael McDowell is a whopping 40 points down. He's going to need some guys right in front of him to have a lot of problems or he's going to have to win probably. But uh, the Truex thing has definitely sparked some, some conversation, Rod. Uh, you know, if the regular season champion were to get eliminated now, as bad as his first two races have been, he's only seven points out. So earning all of those extra points have come in handy, right? He's almost gotten the mulligan. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I was reading this, this tweet here, which, I really agreed with from Austin uh, Konensky, I think is how you say his name. Uh, if Martin Trucks Jr. doesn't make the round of 12, there will be complaints about a flawed playoff format, but I think NASCAR has this perfected. Sports should have a playoff, and if you don't achieve the results when it matters, you don't deserve a title. Ask the 07 Patriots. Ask the 2016 uh, Golden State Warriors. It's okay to enjoy the playoffs and the drama that surrounds it. Everybody in every other American sport cannot wait for their playoffs. Uh, his tune on this is undoubtedly changed for the different, but it's been almost a decade. I, I agree. I, I am a Patriots fan, and that team going undefeated in 07 and losing in the Super Bowl, I hated it, right? Of course. Like, my team had a chance to do something that only one other team had done. Join the, was it 72 Dolphins? 71 Dolphins? Probably 72. Know which year it was. 72. But, yeah. And, and they didn't. But also, as a sports fan, that's what makes it great. The wild card Giants 
could still win the Super Bowl, knock over Goliath. And that's that's what makes it great. The Golden State Warriors, similar thing in 2016. They were the best team. And that's why you have the playoffs and, and different playoffs are structured differently, right? Uh, you got series of, of seven in or five in baseball and in basketball, depending on where you're at. You kind of have that in NASCAR, right? It's three. You get all the teams to compete, which is something other sports don't get, which is great. You get the cushion, right? They're not just, it's not just straight up head to head. He gets the points he earned throughout the season, gets the extra points for being the regular season champion. I love the playoff format. I think that it's good. I get that that's not traditional for racing, but we've been doing some sort of playoffs for 20 years almost. So at this point, get used to it. That's how it is. And these guys know going into it, it's you don't get a free pass to the next round. You still have to earn it. He gets a lot easier of a road than everybody else because he earned it. And I think that that is fair. But if he does go out, and I think he would be the first regular season champion knocked out in the first round in the 16 format, um, which it would be a crazy story. But I, I like it, and I think this is this is how it should be. I don't think it should change. Well, and again, this would be one of those overreactions to something that's an outlier. I mean, obviously, you you just this is why they kept doing this for Jimmy Johnson too. They kept changing the rules to try to keep Jimmy Johnson out of the playoffs. He kept making the playoffs, and and if you keep changing the rules to get the outcome that you want, then you're you're ruining the sport already. You know, and and I think this playoff format, the way they have it now. I think they're right. I think they have tweaked it enough to where it is fair. I mean, again, like you said, baseball, basketball, they all have multiple games to settle their playoffs. The same thing with NASCAR. You have three shots to win to get in or to accumulate enough points to stay in. It's almost like a three-game series each and every time. So if you don't do it within that allotted time, I'm sorry. I got nothing for you. It's, it's, it's a game of survivor at that point, and I'm Jeff Probst. I'm sending you home. Because I'm going to snuff your torch. Like, you didn't do it when it mattered. Like, I'm sorry. You missed the shot. You had a stellar regular season. But, I'm, you know, it doesn't doesn't necessarily mean we're going to give you the championship. You got to go out and earn it. So, yeah, I, I definitely agree with the format. Love it. Don't want anything to do with it. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're good on that one. Yeah, I completely agree. And uh, bad news for Truex, he's not very good here. So we'll talk about that later. We will talk about that later. <laughs> we'll talk about this race in particular. But I got to tell you about Hall of Fame bets first. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets. Sports betting analytics program for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. You enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame bets, revolutionary parlay optimizer tool. You're going to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligence more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bet app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside or drive alongside your favorite football team or NASCAR drivers all season long. What can you tell what's not in the script and what I'm adding? With their fantasy pick them, you pick between two to five players or drivers, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually spend your Sundays doing, watching the games 
or the races. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going 5-4-5. It's fantasy, but you can win real money. Tune in on Friday. We're going to give you all the underdog pick and plays you're going to possibly want for this race. Not just Cup Race, but uh, Xfinity as well. So uh, keep an eye out for that as well. So watch along, make your picks, maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog's going to double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. All right, so it is, of course, the Bass Pro Shops night race, 500 laps around this track that is Bristol. It is the 0.533 mile paved track for 266 and a half miles. Just because the paint scheme on Martin Truex's car is the Bass Pro Shop, which I think it's going to be right this uh, this I, week yeah. as well. Yeah, Bass it Pro is. Shops, it better be on the Bass Pro yeah, Shops race. I would imagine, yeah. <laughs> uh, does not necessarily mean we're going to be on him uh, for sure, but obviously we will talk about that in a second. Uh, Bristol used to have two concrete races, two paved races a season. Obviously, we threw dirt on one of them, and now this is the only one that is paved. So as we go back through the history of this, obviously you have to di- differentiate between whether it is a dirt race or whether it is a oval uh, concrete race. So, uh, yeah, I mean, again, short track racing in general kind of leads itself into a certain direction, but as we know, chaos looms and to have a short track race as the last race and the cutoff race of a round, whew, buddy, we're talking some serious, serious aggression throwing itself around this weekend. It's going to be, it's going to be nuts. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. No question about it. It's going to be intense. Uh, and there's a lot of storylines, right? There's a lot of guys close on this bubble stage points are going to be so important strategy is going to come into play if there's a late caution you're going to have guys pitting to get off cycle things are going to be all over the place it's going to get crazy you're going to have guys staying out trying to catch cautions guys trying to short pit we're going to get the full slate of everything as they uh try to to figure out how to move on to the next round Indeed. Uh, And as always, we've got your card for you guys. We are going to start laying out some bets that we like for this uh, Bass Pro Shops night race. You know, the thing about it, being being under the the lights makes it so much more exciting. And I know for you East Coasters and for those of you folks that aren't over here on the best coast, it's going to get kind of late and past your bedtime. Stick with it. The ending is going to be exactly what you want out of it. So uh, I'm sorry that it's going to end you know, at 10, 11 o'clock, your guys' times. Just take whatever you need to take to stay up. Enjoy the race. There you go. Good uh, <laughs> good speech, Rada. I like it. Uh, this week, I'm going to say it was it was a little harder for me to build a card this week. I don't... Usually, I kind of go into a race having one or two guys really circled, and these are the guys I want to target. These are the guys I'm going to find some way to really bet on them. I don't necessarily have that this week at all. Um some some really good odds out here found some some good value stuff but there's nothing that I is just like jumping off the page to me screaming like this is the absolute we must bet uh that being said obviously I I don't give out picks unless I believe in them so I found plenty that I do like but definitely had to work a little bit for it this week Rod I don't know how you felt uh the well, the one bet that I did want 
uh, you did steal from me. So I, uh, hey, I got I to the dock first. To the same time, I got to the dock did. first today. So I was like, uh, yeah, and I'm going to continue to do so for reasons yeah, that yeah. reason. No, listen, for me, I, I sort of just, here's what I did. I took a quick peek at, at the books because they actually had a full spread up this, this early on Tuesday. So I was pretty happy about that. But then I kind of just stopped. And I, and I and I went through the track history and I went through all of what I normally go through. I did that first because I, I just I felt like I wanted the the track to if I can get all holistic here. I wanted the speak track to, to speak to me. I wanted names to come out just organically rather than me looking through the odds trying to see okay which one's the better bet. You know I was like okay well here's the names I'm I'm seeing and I'm gonna build my my card around that and see what the best ways I can get in on these drivers are. Yeah, I like it. Um, all right, Rod. Let's do it. <laughs> Here we go. Let's do it. I, uh, I landed on one team that I've not been too fond of this year, but it's, I'll explain why. Uh, Chase Brisknoe has been uh, a theme in our, in our Discord. We try to fade him at any chance we get. Uh, I know we cashed a few bets in the Discord that, that were given out last week. Um, head to head against him. He was a little more impressive than he had been lately on bigger tracks, but he's been slow a lot of the season, right? Kind of made fun of him. It's been like, gosh, that team just sucks. But when it comes to short tracks, he's no longer brisk. No, instead he is brisk. Yes. <laughs> Give me Chase Briscoe <laughs> over Daniel Suarez plus 110 over on Caesars. I've talked about it lately, how I just don't have any love at all for Trackhouse right now and especially not Daniel Suarez. You saw it at the end of the Kansas race last week. He decides to stay out, and he looks like he's driving his little tyke and down the highway. Like It just dropped like a freaking rock through the field. Um, and, and Chase Briscoe has been good here, Rod. Uh, he's only two seasons in, so we don't have a ton of, of statistics. Obviously, he's had two races here. Uh, but uh, he, he has got... This is his third best track for average finish. He's finished 13th and 14th here in his two starts um last year he was fourth and third in the two stages so he had a fast car throughout the day uh it's funny because if you go back and you look through his his finishes lately it's 19th 15th 30th 35th then you get indy road course and he's sixth 31st and you go to richmond which is there's not really any comparable tracks to bristol it's it's kind of its own beast right but you're looking at the short track package so richmond you can throw out there nice 11th place finish then it's 29th 10th at new hampshire again not comparable but short track package again uh, he was fourth at, at North Wilkesboro. He was fifth at Martinsville. He was fifth here on the dirt in the spring. I don't put any weight into the dirt race, but it looked nice to say. So this is the one time I'll mention it. Uh, I'm not. It's hard to compare the dirt to this. So, uh, but Chase Briscoe has been really good on short tracks. That's the point. Uh, Daniel Suarez has not finished better than 19th over the last three weeks. Yes, he restarted first in overtime last week. Did not finish better than 19th to my point of him being a little tyke. Um, but he hasn't been great on this track either. Um, his last four races, uh, he hasn't finished better than 16th here. Um, track house, like I said, just hasn't been great lately. You look back at some of the short tracks, 33rd at Richmond, 16th at New Hampshire, 17th at Martinsville. Um, and then in the two times they've gone head to head at this track in Bristol here, uh, it's been Briscoe both years. So this is plus money. Uh, this this matchup jumped right off the board to me. I already knew I was going to get in on Briscoe. Spoiler alert, there's more bets on Briscoe. I know. It's, again, sounds scary, but he's actually cashed some bets. 
can't remember which one it was, but uh, one of these good finishes he had earlier in the season, we cashed on him because he did cash a top five for us. I think it was a Martinsville, actually. But we know he's really good at the short tracks. They really, really, really lack for speed. But because you go back and you look, we, we've talked about Ford, right, and how it's been a rough season for them. Rod, if you go back and you look at, at the last couple of short tracks we've had, Richmond here, we'll pull it up. You had a Ford in first, fourth, fifth, sixth, eighth, tenth, eleventh, like littered with Fords at the top of the board. You go back and you look at New Hampshire. Obviously, it was won by a Toyota, but then Ford, Ford and fourth, Ford and fifth, Ford and tenth. Like you had guys, uh, Fords, just their short track package is really good. Stuart Haas specifically has a very good short track package. Chase Briscoe, even more so, is a great short track racer. Um, so it all points that way. And I get a fade a track house guy, and it's not even the better of the two not doing good track house guys. Yes, please, plus money. Give me Chase Brisk. Yes, over Daniel Suarez, plus 110. The only reason, the only reason, and it's because you are pairing him up against Daniel Suarez that I will say yes to this because <laughs> it's just any other driver, I probably would have pushed back a lot, but... Daniel Suarez, like you said, just has not had the feel on that car. Trackhouse has sort of been successful to the point of failure uh, at this point now. It, it's it's just they've found a way to turn every bit of their success into a struggle this season. So I will back you on this play. Uh, I actually found a qualifying bet uh, on Caesars. Uh, they actually have some qualifying bets out right now. Head-to-heads in qualifying, by the way. So I love it. I, I jumped on one, uh, and I'm going to take these. Yeah, Joey Logano over Kevin Harvick in qualifying. This is at minus 115. This is over on Caesars. I know that this is uh, one that makes you go, mm, really, though? Because Kevin Harvick on this track is has been balls lately. But as far as qualifying, Joey Logano is actually the better qualifier on this track in general. His average starting position here is eighth place whereas Kevin Harvick's average is 15th. Take a look at the last four or five races even. So for Kevin Harvick, you think, okay, he's he's qualified in the top 10 in each of his last five, right? A couple of eighth-place starts in 2019 and 2020, a fourth place in the 2020 race where he won, eighth, seventh. Well, it's kind of hard to beat that, right? Well, over the last five races for Logano, or we'll even go back six races, seventh in 2019, 11th in 2019, third, second, third, Right, last week or last uh, year, he he uh, qualified fifteenth, so sort of an outlier on this. Not necessarily caring where they finish, obviously, just kind of where they're starting. Average starting position this season for these guys: Joey Logano, average start of tenth place. Kevin Harvick doesn't qualify well. Fifteenth place is his average starting uh, place this season. Go back at the last few races. 20th at Kansas. He did have a 7th at Darlington. Great. 10th at Daytona. 33rd at Watkins Glen. 38th at uh, Indy GP. Obviously, two road courses. Kind of toss those out. 22nd at Michigan. 8th at Richmond. Uh, Pretty good stretch there. But again, just some qualifying issues lately for Kevin Harvick. Whereas Joey Logano, 11th at Kansas. 6th at Darlington. 14th at Daytona. 11th at Watkins Glen. 18th at uh, Indy. 6th at Michigan. Right, 23rd at Richmond, eh, but he finished 4th. That was good. 6th at Pocono, 4th at Loudoun, 4th at Atlanta. I mean, it goes on and on and on and on as far as where Joey Logano started. And in most of these head-to-heads, I did not go out and count all of them, but in most of these head-to-heads, Joey Logano's been the one that has started in front of Kevin Harvick. It doesn't, like I said, Kevin Harvick 
this track has his name all over it as far as top tens, stars, top fives. He just doesn't start well on this. He finds his way to the front, but he doesn't start well. Whereas Joey Logano at least starts well. Where he winds up, well, I don't really care at this point. Well, I'll care later when I give his name out later. But he's going to start up front. He's going to start better than Kevin Harvick on this. So I like this head-to-head in qualifying. Grab it now before it goes away. Uh, I just love the fact that you can take a head-to-head in qualifying. I think they need to offer top fives. I think they need to offer top tens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they need to offer more of these, and we'll just have to have a qualifying show added to the to the lineup next year, Rod. So uh, let's let's keep doing this, books. I like it. Yes, I agree. I, I when I saw that, I was like, whoa. First of all, yeah. I thought, oh man, is this the only thing they're going to give us? And then I you know found the rest of them, but I was like, uh-huh. this is amazing. Let's do this. Oh, Come on. Yeah, that's great. I love it. Um, next up for me, I'm going to take a race head to head, and I'm going to take your boy Kevin Harvick there over regular season champion Martin Truex Jr. This is minus 115. Um, For Kevin Harvick, this is his, uh, he has the third best average finish here since 2020. Uh, And one of those guys ahead of him is actually Clint Boyer. So the second average finish of all drivers here at 6.0. Martin Truex Jr. is 33rd on that list, Rod. Bristol has not been super kind to him. Uh, He finished 36th here last year. They had a mechanical problem very early in the race, and his night was over. He did finish 7th here the race before that, but 24th. So 36th, 7th, and 24th in his last three. Kevin Harvick's last three here, 10th last year. Second here the year before, only because Chase Elliott held him up and uh, you know allowed Kyle Larson to go ahead and win that race. The previous year, Harvick won. So that is two of the last three he should have won but at least finish first or second. And he's got five straight finishes inside of the top 11. So you're telling me Kevin Harvick consistently finishes well here. Martin Truex Jr. struggles. That's I don't need much more of a case than that. Could Martin Truex Jr. come out and win this race? Be the f- fastest car all night? Be great? Absolutely. So keep that in mind. But when it comes to consistency, Kevin Harvick is great here. Could be one of his final chances. It well, is one of his final chances to win. He's only got so many races left, right? So we're getting down towards the end here. Wants to show up this week. Um, let's see, where is he at when it comes to? Oh boy, I lost my, I lost my playoff standings here. He is sitting. Oh yeah, he is the last driver on the the cutoff. These guys are actually the last driver in and the first driver out. Seven point difference between them. Kevin Harvick is going to be doing his best to score points all night. I think he's going to have a good car. I think it's not going to come easy for Truex, uh, despite how hard they may try. Uh, so give me Kevin Harvick over Martin Truex Jr. Minus 115 over on bet 365. I mean, Kevin Harvick, like I said, is, I'm gonna, and I'll go further into his stats later on in the race, but it's, it's so hard to look at that track history and not think that there will be something of Kevin Harvick. I mean, it, we keep saying it every week, but his time is running out. Like, I don't know how much more time is going to run out on this guy before he can do something. So we'll get there in a second. But I, I do agree with you on that. Poor Truex, man. It, it sucks to be that good all season long, only to kind of watch it slip away. Um, but yeah, again, this can this can have, this can cash, even with Truex having, I think, a top five days. So I think we're good uh, on that. Uh, all right. I will take one uh, that I don't know that I would have taken a couple of weeks ago. But I, I feel like uh, Kyle Busch has, has found himself... I think a new, uh, just a, a renewed sense of something, despite having uh, a pretty, you know, up and down season all season long. Uh, but he has turned in at least three good finishes in a row. 
for Kyle Busch. I think that's where we're going to hang our hat on this stat as well. But also because his name is plastered all over the, the leaderboard at this track as well. So I'm going to take Kyle Busch over Ryan Blaney. This is at minus 110 over on Superbook. I was telling you about Kyle Busch's name being plastered all over this track. Eight wins in his career. The most of active drivers on this track uh, over his brother by two on this one. And the next closest one is Kevin Harvick at three. So he owns this track. 14 top fives, 19 top tens, right? The, the guy's legendary on this track. He has led 2,593 laps on this track. The next closest is Kevin Harvick at 1,200. So Kyle Busch, fast at Bristol. Stop me. Stop me if I'm wrong. I get it. I get that that was all in the 18 car, right? I get that it was all in a Joe Gibbs car. I know that we're, we can kind of not necessarily compare apples to oranges here, but this is still Kyle Busch. This is still a guy that has won three races this season, right? I mean, he's got the ability to do it. We just haven't seen it <laughs> lately. That's the problem. But Daytona 7th, Darlington 11th, Kansas 7th. Uh, look back at what he did uh, earlier at Richmond. He started 2nd. But this was part of his bad luck, right, where he finished 14th. So I'm hoping that he's turned himself around. I really do. Because, you, like I said, you look at this track. I've named off all this stuff. Like, the last couple of races for him have been tough. 21st, 24th, he had engine problems in, in 2022. But before that, 2nd, 4th, 4th, 1st, 20th, eh, 1st, 1st, right? Won two in a row, three out of four. Like, he's going he's gonna to get something done on this track. He absolutely has to. I think he's found his... His way, he knows that he can't mess around anymore. As for Ryan Blaney, on the other hand, uh, this track, not his track. Not even close. Average finish of 19.5. Uh, he's got five top 10s, two top fives, and 13 starts. Last finish was 30th. Before that, fourth place, not bad, right? Uh, but in, in the 2020 race, the last one of them, 13th, 40th, 10th, 4th, 7th, 35th, 10th, 33rd. There's a lot of 30s in that spot. So Ryan Blaney... Not necessarily a fan of Bristol. His last four starts, not as kind as Kyle Busch's either. Watkins Glen, ninth. Daytona, 36th. Darlington, ninth. Kansas, 12th. So good, solid finishes, but not great. And that's not something you want to see heading into a track that, uh, the, that the guy in the other end of this heads up is, is just dominant in. So give me Kyle Busch over Ryan Blaney, minus 110 over on Superbook. Boy, this is a battle of uh, which guy can you trust this week? Mm -hmm. Which guy can you not trust any other week? But uh, if you're going to have to pick one of those guys that you're not sure who you can trust, I'll take the guy who's won here eight times. So uh, you don't have to don't have to bend my arm too much more to get to lean on the Kyle Busch side of this one as well. Rod, going back to the well, I'm all in on Chase Brisk. Yes, this week, give me him to finish in the top ten plus three twenty five over on Bet three sixty five top five 10 to one i will take both of them i already made the case for him earlier he is just really good on short tracks and the books don't adjust enough because it, why would they right he looks like shit everywhere else like that's just that's how it is like looks bad on a week-to-week -week basis and that's why it's it's hard to place these bets you got to hover over it and you're like do i really want to do this but you got to believe in the fact that he's good on short tracks and he just consistently shows it. Got his win at Phoenix last year. He's run really well at, at uh, short tracks this year. It's been 13th and 14th in his, in his first two seasons on this track. So hasn't finished inside the top 10 or top five yet. 
but he did finish fifth here in the spring on the dirt again on the dirt, but at the track at least. Um, and if he's 13th or 14th, means he's pretty close to getting that top 10 at plus 360 or 325. Um, I, I think he can get it done. And like I said, he was running third and fourth in the stage. He's finished fourth in stage one, third in stage two last year. Had a fast car. He was up front. Uh, maybe he's a surprise. Oh, boy. Should we? Uh, we might. We might be adding another here, Rod. Uh-oh. Maybe surprisingly, he starts as I look for some odds. I'll keep talking. But okay. Maybe surprisingly, he starts well um, and he's up front and just keeps it up front all day. Maybe track position is key for him and he gets it done. Rod. We are going to officially add Uh-oh. Chase Briscoe, fastest qualifier, 20 to 1. Woof. Why not? We're going. We're all in on Chase Briscoe, yes, this week. Um, and, and I just think he's he's really, really good at this type, and you, you've got to take advantage. The books are going to sleep on his number a little because he doesn't get the results on a week-to-week basis. It makes it scary, but you got to trust the research. you got to trust the trends. Chase Brisk, yes. To finish in the top 10 plus 325, the top five at 10 to 1, and to be the fastest qualifier 20 to 1. You got a lot of folks in the Discord holding their nose right now. They're 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 actually, first of all, wellness check, guys. You might want to check on your boy Cody, because uh you, you oh, might want to see if, if we have maybe to talk about this. I'm just saying, like, it's you might have to check on him because because he's he's a little punch drunk right now. You you got is Blink twice if we need to to save you. If somebody's holding at, you hostage, don't look at my Discord name because I lost a, a friendly wager to <laughs> our friend uh, Ty Tiger, and it I had to change my uh, my profile picture to the Colorado Buffaloes being two and zero, and I had to put in parentheses after my name. I believe in Prime, neither of which things I believe in or or like, but uh, I will pay up on my bet. I'm just saying, who's the puppet master behind but this Briscoe? Now, thing? Uh, yes, now here's here's. Some Chase Brisk, yes, for you. Oh, it's going to be a good Saturday night when Chase Brisk comes through for us. Uh, you know, and then good. we get to go back to Texas next week and just fade him again. I'm telling you right now. Okay, <laughs> how good he does. He can win this race. We're fading him at Texas next week because they'll be slow again. Yeah, I, look, and we've told you this. I mean, if you've listened to this show for 20 minutes, you know exactly what he's talking about. So love it. Uh, well, we're going to be loving this next bet too because this one's a good. I love this value for this 365. We're giving me Eric Jones as a top 10 car at plus 240. You guys, it's quietly become Eric Jones, and and he's done so much better than I think we would have expected earlier in the season, definitely expected earlier in the season, and even later on in the season as he's progressed through this. He is, and I think really, we talked about it earlier as far as Eric Jones being the kind of, the one that's carried legacy you got to figure they're probably funneling all the money that they were ever going to funnel into anything into that 43 car. Once he started showing speed, they're like, oh, let's make sure this 43 car uh, starts getting faster. As evidenced by his last two finishes, 10th at Darlington, 3rd at Kansas, but he's also got a 10th at Michigan, a 9th at Pocono, 11th at Loudoun. Um, go back to earlier in the season, uh, it was a bad start for everybody, right? We, we were dumping on Legacy so much they couldn't get out of the top 20 uh, most weeks, but then again, he started finding speed at these mile and a half, these miles, uh, and fantastic. But what screams at me more is that you look at the the driver averages from Bristol over the last couple of seasons, right? Since February of 2020, he has the fourth best finishing position of active drivers being on Kyle Larson, Kevin Harvick, AJ Allmendinger, by the way, who has one race and snuck his way up into there. So we'll even throw him out. He's got the third best 
finishing average at 9.3. His average finish here on this track is 9.3 when you go back to the last few races. Average finishing position for him in his entire 10 starts, 13.6, not too far out of the top 10. Uh, 21st last year in this race, Again, kind of throw that out because before it was an eighth. He finished third in the 20 uh, car and fifth in the 20 car in the the two races before that in 2020. So he is able and willing and just capable of getting 10th place finishes when you count him out. Plus 240, I think, for a top 10. We talk about top 10 odds being disgusting. I'm not sure how this snuck through, but I, I love it because I think Eric Jones is in for another top 10 finish. On this track, he's been hanging with the big boys lately and really uh, coming through. And not even has he necessarily done it all race long. He just sort of found his way up there when he needed to be there. Like he may not have been bad. He may have been battling 15th, right, to 20th all all race long. And on a short track, it's not hard to make that ground up either. So I I love him as a top 10 car, plus 240. Yes, please. We found the vet that, uh, that Rod stole from me. I fully endorse this. I, as soon as I saw this, not I go, oh my god! I go into the document, I started typing, and I looked up, and I go, mother, <laughs> Rod took it from me. So full endorsement of this, Eric Jones, top ten. I love. I'm gonna take it a step farther, just since he stole it from me. Eric Jones will finish in the top five, seven to one. Rod, there's only one track he is better at than Bristol since 2020 surprisingly talladega which usually people don't have great average finishes on super speedways eric jones very good on there keep that in mind in a few weeks when we go to talladega but 9.3 average finish for eric jones at bristol since 2020 rod 9.3 is inside of the top five or inside of the top 10 rather it's not inside the top five uh but it's close to the top five that's where i was going with that um he's been really good here and uh he finished 21st here last year but he was eighth in 2021 in that 43 car prior to the next gen era when it was really not a good team. Like, and look, he just finished third last week, uh, not because of a late restart, because he was up there running there late and he was fast. He's, he's looked good. Uh, he's been on a pretty good run. He's got four career top five finishes at Bristol, including one time in the 77 car for furniture row racing before his Joe Gibbs racing days. Um, like I said, third last week, he was 10th at Darlington, 11th at New Hampshire not very long ago. He's got seven top 11 finishes in the last 12 races. That's a pretty good run here lately about these legacy cars. Hosovar is obviously back in the 42, and he's stepped that program up as well. They continue to be doing well. Um, so, yeah, give me Eric Jones, top five plus 700 to, to piggyback off your top 10. And then also I wanted to toss out Ryan Priest. A top 10 finish, 8-1. to one. Absolutely ridiculous odds. Ryan Priest, one of the best short track racers in the entire field. Um, since 2020, his best track on average, Bristol Motor Speedway. 12.7 average finish in three races there. Uh, he's got a top 10 finish, and all three of them has been inside the top 20. He's consistently finishing inside the top 20. All he has to do is crack the top 10 to cash an 8-1. to one. Yes, please. Um, in his last five starts here at this track, since he's only started here six times, the last five have all been 18th or better after a rough go the first start out. That was in JTG cars. That's been in Stuart Haas cars. Um, 
go back on short tracks earlier this season. We opened the season, the Clash of the Coliseum, the surprise for everyone, Ryan Priest kicking everyone's ass, had a problem, dropped off the pace, got it fixed, but but it was too late to get the win, right? Go to Martinsville, qualifies on the pole. There's that Stuart Haas short track qualifying package, right? Starts on the pole, leads the entire first stage, speeding on pit road, gets sent to the back, and that was it. But he looked really good. Finished fifth place at Richmond most recently. Richmond's probably the most comparable. Again, it's there's no direct comparisons, but the most comparable you're going to get, Richmond, Ryan Priest, a short track guy. According to all the rumors, he's still looking for a ride next year. It's not, not a done deal. He's coming back in that 41. Not a done deal. Stuart Haas still owns the 41 next year. We don't know. He's got to show off a little. He's going to show off his uh, short track package this week. The Stuart Haas guys, they're good on short tracks. That They have struggled mightily this season, Stuart Haas racing as a whole. But short tracks is where they've got it. Ryan Priest is great at it. 8-1 to one for a top 10 finish for Ryan Priest. Yeah, I mean, again, we've well, we've seen this. I mean, that's that's the thing we've seen it out of SHR when they get on these short tracks, and we see them run up front. So it, it would not be, and I can't believe it's eight to one. Honestly, it's that's crazy to think that it's eight to one for this. So I definitely agree with you on this one. Uh, all right, I'm going to take a uh, a more, I guess, established team here, and uh, we'll go with Chase Elliott as a top five car at plus one seventy over. <clears throat> excuse me, on bet three sixty five. For Elliott, this is a little bit of a stretch, I think, in my opinion, although he did finish second last year after starting 23rd. Um, and, and really, this hinges and on... The year before, I know everybody likes to point out the fact that he held up Harvick and cost him, but everybody forgets Harvick cost Elliott earlier. Like, mm-hmm. Elliott was the fastest car prior to that incident and, and then paid back Harvick because Harvick had wrecked him, but... He was very fast that race, too. Yeah, and he led 129 laps. That's what I'm saying. So he he was leading 129 of those laps. He started fourth. He definitely had the pace to be a top-five car if he would not have uh, had that issue as well. Seventh place in 2020, uh, a, a bad outing in the second 2020 race, but fifth place in the uh, 2019. All told, he's got four top-fives in 12 starts, six top-tens, but really doesn't tell the whole story because even in those top tens, it was a seventh place finish in 2017 when he was in the 24 back in the day. Uh, so he's been fast around this track, right? I mean, this is this is a track that he's definitely uh, comfortable with. He's familiar with the last three starts for him: a fourth place at Daytona, eighth place at Darlington, sixth place at Kansas. He's been inside and and been zeroing in on a top five finish. So basically, what this is 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 how much of a spoiler. Do you want to be if you're Chase Elliott in the playoffs uh, for this as well? Look back, he finished fifth at Richmond in 2022. Um, you know, a tenth place in Martinsville in 2023, tenth place in Martinsville at 20. He didn't re- obviously race Richmond this year, but um, you know, fifth place at Richmond in 2021, second place at Martinsville. He won Martinsville in 2021 and 2020. Uh, 2020. So he's definitely had some good short track. Uh, he's not just a road racer, but he's definitely had some good success on a short track. I just feel like this is uh, this is the nine teams' way of sort of showing we got gypped because of injury, because of penalty, because of all kinds of stuff. We got gypped, so they're just going to go play spoiler for the rest of the season. And I think last week they did that right, clearing up into the the finish that they got over in Kansas. Um, and I just feel like this is going to be more of the same, right? I mean, he was denied a top ten or top five in Kansas by a, a position. 
I don't think he's going to be denied a position this time. I think he'll be a top 10 at plus 170. Yeah, I, I don't mind it at all. Uh, obviously, the books realized their mistake last week after giving us the pricing they did. He's only 10 to 1 to win this race, but he's the kind, type of guy that can come out and win this race uh, easily. So it, it's definitely no question about it. He won the all-star race here a couple of years ago, too. Also, just absolutely dominated that race. So uh, throw that out there as well. Rod, um, I, I just realized that every single box we have here, which is how many boxes? We got six different boxes. Yes. Uh, they all feature Stuart, at least one Stuart Haas driver in them. They do. Look uh, at that. So that. That sort of scares me a little. I had not realized that until now, but we're going to roll with the punches. This time, it's Kevin Harvick top five finish at plus 240 over on bet 365 kevin freaking harvick i talked about him a little bit earlier uh he's really really fucking good here he is he is just so good at bristol uh he is the third best average finish here since 2020 kyle larson in less races clint boyer in less races obviously he's been retired for a minute are the only two drivers above him on the list uh 6.0 is his average finish like I said, two of the last three, he's been inside the top two, arguably the best car at the end in the race. He finished second one year, a couple of years ago, 10th last year. But Kevin Harvick just to finish inside the top five, which he's done in two of the last three at this track, plus 240. I was very, very shocked that this number was this far up. Um, and I, yeah, I, I don't really have an explanation for why it's so high. And we'll talk about him in the outright market here, too, because he's He's really being slept on for how fucking good he is at this track. I, I don't know why the books don't see it. Uh, that was the other bet you took from me. We'll get to that when we get to the when we get to the outrights here in a few. But yeah, Kevin Harvick, top five at plus two forty. Sign me up, please. I, I really, really like this bet. I will talk about him more in the future. Uh, just uh, for for your information. So I will turn to I will grab my winning car bet again. Because I'm confident in this one. This is uh, 11 and a half is the number. I'm taking the under on this one. Minus 120. It's it, the, thing, the thing is, is that this under is not juiced out of contention. It is not juiced at all, in my opinion, to where it should be. Listen, 16 wins in their careers of cars that of drivers that drive cars under eight and a half. I will name them off for you. Kyle Busch has eight of them. Kevin Harvick has three of them. Brad Keselowski has three of them. Denny Hamlin has two of them. Even Kyle Larson has a win on this track in this configuration. That is 16 wins out of the top, I think, 10 drivers is really what it is, uh, that, that have scored wins on this, have, are all driving cars under this number. Kyle Busch already has three wins this season, right? Brad Keselowski's been a contender. Kevin Harvick's been a contender. Joey Logano. Obviously, always a contender, right? Kyle Larson, the favorite to win this race, right? All of these guys under 11 and a half. That is a powerhouse. Oh, and by the way, Chase Elliott, who could accidentally jump up and win this race too, is under the 11 and a half number. It, it's crazy to me that this is only minus 120 when it could be somewhere in the midst of minus 170, minus 180. And, and you know, you would probably still kind of make a case to, to go for this so I mean look and then there's also an extra Stuart Haas car in there that we haven't even talked about and Eric Almirola in that 10 car that uh, could get from now I gotta him. find a way to bet on him no he's the only one I left out and he's good at short tracks well, too Rod and then this is a way to get in on that you think Ross Chastain may accidentally win this one too 
then Probably that's not, that's maybe. fine. You get that one as well. You get a pretty hefty stable of drivers under 11 and a half, each of them at the top of the favorites board for a reason. So, um, yeah, that's I like four this number. Of the top six. Mm-hmm. That's and 16 yeah. wins on this track over the yeah. last few seasons, right? That's in their career. That's, that is a lot of wins. I, yeah, no argument from me here. I, I don't, yeah, I mean, I've got a couple of guys that I'm going to bet on that are over this number, but again, Insurance. If you're going to bet on guys over the number, it's it's just a way to hedge, right? And and obviously, if you hit somebody that's underneath, which one of mine is as well, uh, you double dip. So, yeah, just watch out for Chase Briscoe since he's in the 14 car. Uh. <laughs> I'm not scared. Uh, all right. We will be back. We'll talk some outrights. We have plenty of them to give you, as we always do. But let's introduce you to a show that we love on this network. Hey everybody, if you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues, and or you're a whiskey fan, yes exactly, check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning, give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including the injury report, studs and duds, waiver wire targets, and suggested fab, market movers, after all, we are the Marks, he is my hubby, and she's J Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week. All that and more. Hop on over, give us a listen, come for the football, stay for the whiskey. This ad's almost done. Going once, going twice. Sold. Got some whiskey that I'm sitting on for when uh, I get to visit the Marks. I'm, I'm not going to bust it out. It may age another 10 years, but, I, but I'm going to save it till I meet the Marks. There you go. I got to drink some whiskey with them when I uh, went to when I went to Iowa Speedway for the uh, the IndyCar race. So that was that was wonderful. So jealous. I got to I took them some whiskey they hadn't tried too. So that was great when you get to when you get to bring whiskey to the whiskey experts. If they haven't yet tried. I enjoyed that. I love it. Uh, all right, Cody. Who's gonna win this race? Well, like I said, I I don't I wasn't like one guy I really zeroed in on. I feel like this race can go a lot of different ways. I feel like there is a lot more so than most weeks. There's a lot of different guys who could win this race. A lot of different ways this race could go. Uh, and so I kind of tried to look for value. And, and that's what I found in these guys. Denny Hamlin over on MGM plus 800 rod. He has been the fastest car of the last two weeks. Hasn't got the win. Maybe maybe this is the week he gets it done. Maybe he uh, he comes to Bristol where he's not one of the the top favorites, right? He's a little farther down the odds board. Maybe he gets it done this week. Um, he's he's on fire right now, right? He's been getting good finishes ninth here the last two seasons, so not not incredible results up front, right? But he has won here twice, seven times he's finished on the podium in the top three, um, and really. I'm just going off the fact that he was the fastest car in the last two races. The best car didn't win either of those races. Maybe he puts it together, gets it done this week. Second place at Richmond, fourth place at Martinsville, a couple of the other short track packages earlier this season. So give me Danny Hamlin, 8-1 to one over on MGM. Also, Caesars has a boost with him and Max Verstappen, plus 950. Uh, again, we haven't done the F1 podcast yet, but... Uh, what is Max Verstappen's on ten in a row, eleven in a row? It, has he lost? So, he hasn't uh, lost since he's started driving. Yeah, so that's yeah, just pretty much yeah. So uh, so that's not not going to say automatic because it's still gambling, of course, right? But it's about as automatic as you can get in the racing world at this point in time. Uh, so that's not a bad way to play it either. Joey Logano, I don't don't go out with Joey very much. 
Uh, he's hit and miss. It's going to be hard to, to bet on him to finish well just because it's like sometimes he shows up, sometimes he doesn't. This just feels like, and, and this might be more of the gut handicapper in me than necessarily the statistics. This just feels like the type of race Joey Logano shows up and wins, right? Nobody's expecting it. All the talk is Brad Keselowski. He was the best car here last year. Chris Buescher, the best car at the end. He gets the, the first RFK win, right? Uh, and then starts this whole streak. They've got all these wins now and, and everything. But Joey Logano, you go back and you look since 2020, he is the best av average finish of all drivers, of all active drivers on short tracks, 18 races. Um, and I forgot to write down what the actual average finish was. But it is very good. It's better than everyone else. So that's all that matters. Joey Logano, uh, he, he just he pops up and he's good in random weird times. This is one of those random weird times. Um, if we want to look at the playoff picture here, he is only 12 points to the good. Uh, again, Fords have been good here, or you know, good on short tracks here lately. Uh, Joey Logano just feels like, and at 17 to 1, I think that's what really does it. I was trying to find somebody. A little bit longer odds. Who do I think really could win this race? Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna go with the the gut handicapping for this one. Take Joey Logano seventeen to one over on MGM, and then Rod. I promised you that there would be an SHR car in every box, and yes, I am taking Chase Brisk. Yes, one hundred to one over on Caesar Sportsbook. Chase Briscoe. I know I've hated on him all season. One of my biggest bets that I am holding currently is Chase Briscoe under half a win. That ticket is looking very good. It's looking very solid. But if that ticket is going to go up in flames, this would be the race for it to go up in flames at 100 to 1. We had non-playoff drivers win these first three races, I think it was, last year, um, including Chris Buescher winning this race. Probably at more than 100 to 1, to be honest with you, at that point in time. So uh, Chase Briscoe, it's, it can get done. You're going to have all the – what have we seen throughout these playoffs? Playoff driver after playoff driver having issues. Last week at Kansas, it was seven. It was eight. It was nine. Everybody had problems. At Darlington, playoff driver after playoff driver. These guys aren't going to finish in the top 16 spots. It's not going to happen that way. Uh, and guys like Chase Briscoe, third, fourth and third in the two stages last year, put himself up front. We already know he's going to start on the pole. Chase Briscoe wins this. He'll cash the 100 to 1. He'll cash the 10 to 1. He'll cash the plus 325. Maybe he'll even start on the pole and cash the 20 to 1. It's a Chase Brisk yes week. And if Chase Briscoe wins this race, I might even not bet against him next week just because I will have loved him so much for winning this. Well, and here's the thing. With as as much as you've been able to do lately, I'm trusting your gut 100%. Like, there's no way I'm not going to. I'm feeling this heater, Rod. We're taking it to 100 to 1. Uh, listen, man. <laughs> We're going all the way to not one, not two, not three. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I again, it, it makes me a little uneasy because we've been off of him all week, but uh, all season. But we'll, we'll take this. And like you said, if he cashes this hundred to one, it doesn't matter about your your futures ticket for that because that's exactly. that's gonna pay for itself. So, um, all right, I am a little bit pissed off that I looked at the books uh, because I w wanted this number. I picked the this number. Have, the numbers have gone much far down on, on these guys. They sure as hell have. Well, <laughs> only on one. And okay, and earlier yeah. I got in on Kyle Larson. And the reason I picked Kyle Larson was because of the number. And I'm going to stick with it because I did find a similar number somewhere else. So I'll, I'll stick with that. But BetMGM had Kyle Larson at 7 
to one when I was doing my research this morning. I thought, yes, please. Since it has dropped to where most books have them is at plus 550, I think BetMGM realized, oh, shit, we need to, uh, we need to make sure we don't throw away our money. So they, they lowered theirs. But Bet365 still has him at plus 600. I like this for him. I mean, look, it, for Kyle Larson, there's almost no argument that you need to make. It's just Kyle Larson, right? He won this race a couple of years ago. He finished fifth. Uh, in 14 starts, he's got nine top tens, four top fives, and that win. Uh, he's riding a, a fifth-place finish from last year, but he did lead 34 laps in that, and you talked about what happened to him and, and why he ended up where he did. So, obviously, he could have very easily won this race as well. Um, but you also look back at what he's done on short, tra- on short tracks uh, so far. 19th at Richmond earlier this year. That was a rough one. But he won Martinsville. He won Richmond in the spring. Uh, he finished second at Martinsville. Fifth at Bristol. Right? I mean, he's, he's won at Bristol before. A uh, bunch of fifth place finishes at Richmond and Martinsville. He's good at short tracks. I mean, good old fashioned ass whooping at North Wilkesboro in the yep. All Star race. Yep. I mean, that's, yeah, that doesn't count in the standings, but he, he definitely put uh, a nice little stomping on all the field there at that short track as well. So Kyle Larson already has that win, right? He can just go for broke and go for another win. That's, that's what this team is going to want to do. They don't need a good points day. They don't need anything. They're just going to go out and try to win this race as they always do. I didn't like plus 500. I, I'm not necessarily comfortable at plus 600, but I mean, you'd be kind of mad at yourself if you didn't have him on your ticket and he did end up going, just killing the field. So plus 600 and he will split the difference on that one. Yeah. It's not, it's not been kind to, to the favorites the last couple of weeks with the best cars. Right. But he should be like, uh, I know I said, I didn't feel great about anyone. And mostly that's because I couldn't find good prices on Larson. This is a good price still six to one is a good price, but like top fives, top threes, you you're not getting good prices, but he should be hands down the best car in this field. Like he's very, very good here. He was very good last week. Oh, it's just so hard to trust lately. That's my only issue. But, and that's uh, why I tried to stay away. Yeah. Like I did not want to put, I, and that's why when I looked, I didn't look at the, I mean, like I said, I just took a quick glance and I was like, Ugh. and then I went and kind of looked through just to sort of make myself calm down off of, off of the odds because I was like, I can't, stray just because it's it's not what i want right yeah. i mean sometimes the obvious bet is the best bet so yeah that's why and i was on yeah. it and it's not it's you're still at six to one it's not three to one you're not you don't have to go way down it's it's still a good price so it's hard to argue against yeah at three or four to one there's no way i'm touching this because there's too much that can go on that can grab you but six to one that's a little better seven to one would be even nicer but we'll take it um all right, also on 365, and this is another one where you need to jump on this now because other books have him as low as 11 to 1 from what I've seen, and that's Kevin Harvick. I understand, I know, and I bleed Kevin Harvick along with everybody else as far as wanting him to have a good, solid race. And if there's any race that can get this done, it's got to be this one, right? I mean, this track has been kind to him over the years. He's made 42 starts on this track, 40 Two, I haven't done anything 42 times. No, I'm just kidding. I've done this show 40 times. But, I mean, 42 starts on this track. 22 top 10s, 14 top 5s, 3 wins on this one. The latest of which came on that 2020 uh, race where he led 226 laps of this race. Right? I mean, Kevin Harvick is phenomenal on this track. He finished 2nd in 2021. Did have a 10th place finish in the, the 2022 race. 
where he uh, ended up, uh, st- he was starting seventh, finished in tenth. But, I mean, you got to just think that at some point, Kevin Harvick is going to find victory lane one more time before he bows out. This is this is too good a driver to not win another race before he leaves. And this is as good as track as any for him to try to get that done. I listed to you guys earlier uh, the, the winners on this track, you know, Kyle Busch, Brad Keselowski, right? All those guys. Kevin Harvick is up there with three wins on this track. Nobody else really has more than a couple past Kevin Harvick. So, yeah, he doesn't have any wins. Yeah, it's been a rough go for him the last few weeks. I mean, you know, eighth at Michigan, tenth at uh, Richmond, fourth at Pocono, fourth at Loudon. Just some some good finishes in there. But then, of course, the couple of road courses that were trash. Daytona finished ninth, but that was lucky. Eleventh at Kansas last week. So. This is this is more of uh, at sixteen to one. If I were a script writer in NASCAR, I would make sure Kevin Harvick wins this race on his way out. So I'll take that swing at sixteen to one. Well, uh, I don't want to spoil it in, in case not everybody's seen the script, but him winning Phoenix is the is the ultimate way this for him is to true. go out. Yeah. But I, I this yeah this is the one I was going to take also. But Rod beat me to it. So absolutely love this Kevin Harvick. He should not be this low of a price. He's really fucking good here. Uh, top three in, in or top two in two of the last three races. Like that should that's all you need to know enough on this track. Really good here. He's got the wins. He's got everything. Uh, I don't know if anybody's heard, but I like Stuart Haas this week. I think they're going to be good. And who's the best driver in that camp? So yeah, the Kevin Harvick. This is this is a great play. I wish I would have been on it, but I guess we'll let you. Uh, We'll let you have a win this week, Rod. I mean, I gotta have something, right? I, I started this show. I gotta gotta have some kind of success. <laughs> Can't have all the fun. Uh, uh, you've had just as many winners as I have. I just happen to get, hit them all in one week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. Yeah, I mean, listen, that's the fun part about this is that this show, man. I mean, as much as we do this, like just being able to to sit here every day, talk to you, hand out winners. It's it's. I mean, it's what makes this exactly the way, the place I want to be every single day. And so ah, I'll gush. I, I know people hate it when I gush. They're like, oh, Rod, not again. But I, I love it. I know. And I love you guys for it. So, all right, get out your pen and paper uh, and stop drawing the hearts all over your notebook. This is time for you to start writing down some of these bets. Uh, Cody, st- I Wait, didn't can know. Can you see my notebook from there? I was what about to say, I didn't know where I was going with that. I just had to. <laughs> I just had to get out of it as quick as I could. Oh, stop doodling. I'm sorry. <laughs> what the Stussy S's? Remember when people used to draw the Stussy S's? Maybe you're yeah. too young for that. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe so. maybe the other grandpas <laughs> like me out there remember the Stussy S's. But, uh, all right. <laughs> Join the Discord. Draw some Stussy S's with me. Uh, Cody started you out with Brisk Yes over Daniel Suarez at plus 110 over on Caesars. I gave you a quick qualifying bet. I gave you Joey Logano over Kevin Harvick uh, in qualifying at minus 115. That means Logano will qualify better than Harvick, just just in case we don't, because we don't give those out very often, uh, just to clarify. Cody gave you Kevin Harvick over Martin Truex in the actual race at minus 115 uh, over on bet 365. I gave you Kyle Busch over Blaney in the actual race at minus 110 on Superbook. Cody gave you Brisk, yes, as a top 10 car at plus 365. Uh, I'm sorry, plus 325 on bet 365. <laughs> and as a top five at 10 to 1. Also got crazy with the fastest qualifier at 20 to 1. We're going nutty. We're, we're feeling it this week. Uh, and then I gave you Eric Jones as a top 10 car at plus 240 on bet 365. 
Cody gave you Ryan Priest is a top 10 driver at 8-1, to one, and Jones is a top 5 driver at 7-1. to one. I gave you Chase Elliott as a top 5 car at plus 170 over on Bet365. Cody gave you Kevin Harvick as a top 5 car at plus 240. I said the winning car would be a number 11 or less at minus 120. And then Cody gave you Denny Hamlin at 8-1 to one on MGM and a 950 boost for him. Denny Hamlin to win the race uh, on Saturday and Max Verstappen to do what he's always done on Sunday and win the F1 race over on Caesars. Joey at 70 to one on MGM and brisk. Yes. At hundred to one on Caesars. I gave you Larson. Go grab that number before it changes at six to one on three sixty five, and Harvick at 16 to one at three sixty five. Cody, we did it. We made it. The biggest question now Will he be referred to as Chase Brisk? Yes. Or will he be referred to as number 14 next week? <laughs> that is the burning question because you know if you burn us, we oh no longer boy. say your name on the broadcast. That Putting is a lot of faith in you, Chase Briscoe. Don't uh, don't make me look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I'm, I'm just telling you right now, I, I will be in the Discord with popcorn uh, if something happens. So. Uh, for I sure. might change my uh, my uh, once my my seven day bet is up after seven days I change my avatar I might change it to Chase Briscoe if we catch this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, the only thing that's left to do now is uh, watch 500 laps of Bristol in the lights and so many. I think there's fun paid schemes this week too, right? They they always do the the fun page yeah there's some some like black schemes and then night nighttime related ones so i haven't looked through all of them yet but that mountain dew one's gonna be pretty cool 31 i know chase elliott's doing a black napa one um so yeah there's there's gonna be some cool ones hopefully william byron's got that raptor one that one always looks nice um but yeah we'll we'll see it's gonna be gonna be a good race Uh, again don't forget saturday night make sure you get those bets in make sure you get those dfs lineup set all of that tune back in this week for the rest of our shows Click that, uh, click that little bell on the YouTube channel just in case for the uh, the truck truck episode because you never know what what could be coming your way for sure. But Rod, uh, everybody can follow me if they would like to over on X at Husker underscore Z. You can find all my work there. Just about to go finish up my uh, running back rankings for for week two fantasy football for last word on sports, and I'll have a DFS stacks coming out article coming out for every Sunday game. The uh, Millie Maker had the the two of the week. I know that's kind of an obvious one, and I try to find some not obvious ones, but I did have that in there. Aaron Jones had him in there with his uh, massive day against the Bears before he got hurt. Uh, still ended up being the number one running fantasy running back on the week. So check out all that stuff, and uh, yeah, come back for the rest of the week. And F1 Gambling Podcast, I will we'll have that out at some point this week as well. Indeed we will. I'm on X at RJ Via Gomez. Link in the bottom. Everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it is in between media, the back road on Thursday, we'll be talking with Elliot and Seth about Bristol Baby. Check out Fast Money. I may even have that out on Thursday as well, just because uh, I want to make sure we get all the odds in for those great parlays. If you're into football, I have some prop bets up from SBR. I've been going a couple of uh, hitting some pretty good ones over there for uh, sportsbook reviews, so check that out as well. Whew. Again, pretty busy all over the place. So, uh, yeah, just catch us there. All the links, all the work in the links. Bye, guys. I'm running out of steam. Just kidding. All right. We'll see you guys Chase tomorrow. Brisk, yes. Chase Brisk, yes. We'll see you tomorrow with more racing. Until then, let's go racing and let it ride. <laughs>